Hey, I'm Anok, and you're listening to part two of the Mountain Movers podcast. In this episode, we have Anok back with part two. Now, Anok was on a team of insanely dedicated individuals who ran from Toronto to New York City. 12 runners, 900 kilometers, three days, three nights, one charity. Let's dive right in. Cue that intro in three, two... This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. friend Q we always messaged on Instagram and then like he was he's posting these pictures where it was it looked like like a night run like a night race and I was just like man like, I, I want to get into as many races as I can right because like look fun and honestly just the energy and then uh, he messaged like no like um like a group of us were running to New York City and then like first thing I'm like from where they're like Toronto and I'm like you guys are like clinically insane. <laughs> like, why would someone want to run from Toronto to New York City? And like, mind you, I just went to New York and I went to New York in May, and this is uh, this is this is in July. And I'm like, that that was an eight-hour drive, and my friend was like speeding. And I'm like, you guys gonna run? I'm like, like some hills. Yeah. And then, like, this is before, like, they launched anything. And um, I'm like, why? Like, why are you running? Because, like, most people, like, you can either be forced come just to run or you can, like, have a purpose. Yeah. Charity and, like, or... Yeah, so their purpose was uh, the Skylark Foundation. So what they do, what Skylark does is that they provide counseling to youth and families on mental health issues. And, like, it's, mental health has never been bigger in the world today. Yeah. And I was like, wow, how can I help? And, um, like, they didn't realize anything yet, and they said, he sent me the donation page, and, like, like you know, at the end of, um, at the end of school, like, your bank account is, like, running, like, mm. completely dry. Absolutely. Right? I think I had, like, $120 in my account. And that's, like, that's, like, groceries, maybe, and your phone bill, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, um, I donated $50, and I'm like, honestly, like, this $50 is going to go way further. Like, than it would for me. When it would for me, because it can impact a kid's life and make all that difference. Because they only have so many counselors and provide free counseling, mm-hmm. but it's like their goal was $10,000, and their goal was to have more counselors readily available so that, let's say, a U13 or a family is waiting. If they're waiting an hour or more, they'll just leave. And, like, their crisis or problem can be so big, but they're like... Is it worth the time? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just like, wow, let me just donate uh, the $50, like $50, $120 I have in my account. And then I'm like, hey, dude, like, are you guys selling any merch? Like, it would be a good idea to sell merch. Like, yeah, we're selling a T-shirt. And like, I didn't even know what the T-shirt looked like. And I'm like, how much is it? Like, $25, boom. So $75 of my $120 in my bank account were gone. Yeah. Right? And then, like, they did the launch, and I'm like, I'm like wow, this looks pretty cool. But I was just like, let me know how I can support. Right? Because... At this point, I was 
technically I was running for like a month and a half, like consistently running yeah. after like a four year hiatus. Yeah. Um, like I'll run on Tuesdays and I'll run on Sundays with kickback. Like that was like it. And um, I remember, so Q and I, we only talk on Instagram. Like we only talk on Instagram DM. And then um, he just, like he, he's had a couple of foot injuries and like he just recently got injured, and uh, he shoots me a, uh, a message. I call me, and then he sends me the number, and I'm like, like this is weird. This is weird because like, like you know, like if you only talk to somebody on like one median, that like that's the only medium you're gonna talk to them about. And um, so like, and the weird thing was like I didn't look at my phone, and then uh, it was like ten minutes, but I'm like. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just saw this. Like, is everything okay? Like, like if you need, if you need me to lead a kickback on Sundays, like, let me know. And then he's like, what are you doing from October 29th to November 5th? And I'm like, this is a long period of time. Because I'm like, there's Halloween. So, like, there's a 31st yeah. in October. I'm like, this is, like, nine days, eight, nine days. And I still couldn't put two and two together. Because he told me when they were running to New York, but I still couldn't put two and two together. And then, like, it says me emoji, like, where, where is, like, it's like a meme where someone's smirking. And I'm like, what? Like, then, then I'm like, oh, wow. And then he's like, call me. And I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. He's like, I didn't even ask you yet. He's like, he's like, hey, do you want to be a part of the team to watch in New York? And I'm like, yes. Like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Like, like, what do I got to do? And then, like, I remember, like, I don't even remember, like, the, the specifics of the phone call, but it was Brent and... Q and they're on the phone I'm like this okay, is really happening this is really happening and like mind you I still only have like a, a month and a half like an, a month and a half of just running consistently and like all of a sudden in my mind somehow I'm gonna run from Toronto to New York which is how team. many kilometers it was, it's, so it's 900 900 kilometers 12 runners one charity oh jeez so it was just like crazy cause like you don't realize these things and like I think the first two hours, I was, like, telling everybody, telling all my close friends, like, oh, my gosh, like, like I'm running to New York City. And, like, earlier, like, the year before, um, the day before my birthday, I was having, like, a quarter-life crisis. Mm-hmm. And, like, I felt I haven't gone anywhere. So I literally booked a trip to New York, um, paid for it, and then went to bed. So imagine, like, I, 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 12 hours before you leave to go, go somewhere, you book a trip. Um, you you uh, iron out all the details and you go to, you tell your friends you're like your friends are like you guys you're insane yeah and then in twelve hours later you either lose eight hundred dollars or you do it or you do it and I went and I was like probably like I'm by myself yeah probably like one of like the most like surreal experiences I've ever been in my life absolutely so then the first twelve hours I remember the first two hours I was just like wow like I'm actually running to New York and like all that elation was like oh my gosh like, this is really happening. And then uh, a buddy and I, like, I live in Scarborough, and then we went to the bluff, so we should do beach workouts. And I'm like, I'm actually, like, running to New York. New York. And then the next morning, everything hit the fan. Because I came to a realization, I'm like, right now, I'm not ready to run to New York. So it's the next, like, two or, two or three months that I have to train, I need to take myself mentally and physically to the next level yeah and like more serious than you've ever ever have in my life and that went from running 
went to Parkdale and went to Kickback to um, my friend Gianna, who's one of the founders of Rogues. Shout out G, Spicy G. Uh, she um, she uh, founded the Rogue Runners, which is uh, a, t- uh, a run club out of Hyde Park. And that, this happens on Wednesdays. So on Tuesdays, I'll go to Parkdale. Wednesdays, I'll in the morning, and when is I'll run a half marathon in the morning, and then I'll run another like eight or nine k at night. At night, because like I had to make myself feel uncomfortable. Because yeah. you knew that that's what was coming. Exactly. Because you don't realize you because something like that you can never prefer, prepare for until it happens. Because regardless of how um, how crazy or how mentally strong you are, until it happens, you're not going to, like, you're not going to know what it feels like. Well, that's like any marathon, right? Exactly. Like, you do your training, you do your, uh, like, your 12 to 18 week training plan, and you think you're ready, and then you get there, and it hits you. Like, I remember Hard. when you look when you look back, and, and, like, and like, the two founders of it are um, Andrew... Andrew Abley and uh, Quinn Jacobs and like with the help of like Tanya Abley, which is Andrew's wife and Britt, and I'm like, like they're actually running, like they actually planned out, like they went to New York earlier in the year and like they scaled out the, uh, the route and imagine like creating 90 legs. And like, like, within within each leg, like they wrote a sheet where the difficulty, like your route where you turn all of that into a booklet. So once we got to, once we got on the RV when it started, it was it was like, okay, we got to be able to know our route before we ran it and like stick to it, right? So right now it's August, I'm running a lot. Like I'm, like I'm very active, like I'll go to, I go to the gym like six or seven, out of seven days a week. Like I need to, I need to be physically active. And um, we had fundraisers. So the first fundraiser that I was a, a part of was a beer mile. And like, have you ever participated in a beer mile? No. So I know what it is, though. A beer mile is one of like the most torturing experiences <laughs> ever. Because it's there's four laps around a track, and before every lap, you have to chug a beer. <laughs> And I didn't realize. I'm like, okay, like checking the beers is easy. Like it's not that bad. And then, like, there's, you, you can either do it individually or on a team. And I was just like, and people were like, yeah, like pure miles are like insane. And then I'm like, I'm like, how are people running like, like a, like a, like a ten minute mile? I'm like, that seems like pretty slow. Yeah. And I didn't realize like you don't put two two together. And then, like, uh, uh, the people organizers were like. Sean Hamilton, Dean LeBine, and like I was helping them as well, and I was just like, "This is like, I'm like, what are like, how crazy is this event?" And then you realize that um, when you're participating in it, you're like, "I chugged a beer," and like I was like the fifth person out of the gate, and I was the first person. And you look back, you see your team, they're screaming at you. I'm, and uh, a Brit was on my team, and she's like, she's running like every marathon known to man. And she's a Nike trainer. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't lose. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like, you try to turn into another gear, but then 100 meters later, you feel all that bloating. You're yeah. like, what? Oh, my God. But if you yak, you have to do another lap. Oh, shit. So then, like, just doing one lap, and I was just like, and eventually, like, I overtook a bunch of people, and I was just like, oh, like, I feel hor- I feel like I've never felt horrible in my life. 
like like that, and then and like you just see it going on, and then I think like the best part about some of these events is that the fun is that the people who are who weren't a part of the team actually running, they felt like they had a stake in the in the big event because they were able to be at fundraisers and like feel what we felt and like fundraise um, like fundraise funds for this this charity because they know that this charity impacts like real people in the city of Toronto. Yeah. So like the first one was a beer mile and like I, when when I saw people do the individual beer mile it was four laps, four beers and I'm like and I saw people like barf and I'm like I never want to put myself through that because a real winner, like the people, who, the real winner, are the people who lose. Yeah. They enjoy it the most. They enjoy it the most, but like, because a person who wins like hates their life. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next event was, um, so Britt, she's a Nike trainer, and then she got together. There's three. There's, so there's four Nike trainers in Toronto, out of all personal trainers, like there's four. There's one master trainer and there's three other Nike trainers and then Britt and another Nike trainer, they put together a fundraiser called the Sweat Sesh. It's kind of like a boot camp type style. You have two different workouts and I invited like all my friends because like, this is something they can do. Yeah. And um, I was just like, this is really cool. So we're fundraising and like we, we did the workout and like that, it hurt. Yeah. Because I didn't realize how much like a workout would hurt like that and like I just went for a morning run and I'm like uh, with kickback and then like this was a Sunday and I'm like this hurts way more than I thought it would and then but then you're slowly reaching that $10,000 goal and then bit by bit but you you don't realize you're like okay how bad is this how bad is this could and how bad could it be to raise $10,000 and I was just like, okay, like, and when you're at two two thousand dollars of fundraising and you see like that meter, you're like, we have a long ways to go if you want to come close to hitting our goal. Because ten thousand dollars is not a lot of money, right? And like, like it's easy to, like I think Q and Andrew said this that it's easy to reach out to a brand and be like, hey, like, can you help us? Can you help donate money? But then. Like, Jake, would you, do you feel like it would be the same way if you got a community to raise money or, like, just, like, a brand yeah, brand a cop-out and be like, hey, yeah, here's $10,000. Community. Right? Because there's multiple brands that, like, we worked with that can easily fork up $10,000 and just be like, yeah. Done. Done. But you, you don't get the same feeling at all. So we, go, we went from the beer mile to the sweat sash to... On this table, and then that night we had um, Max Smiley. He's a instructor at um, Dropbox, and he's also uh, the Lululemon. He works for Lululemon community. He, like so, he does both. And then he held a Dropbox fundraiser last minute. So it's kind of like it's like so. The concept behind Dropbox is drop in boxing and learning how to box. And it's like stark. You feel like like you feel like you're in Creed. Mm-hmm. Like in Italian, like the music's pumping, like yeah. it's you and your and your and your bag, and you're just like wow, like and just like just seeing. I didn't I didn't get to participate, but just seeing how it went and just seeing like mm-hmm. how hype it was, I was like wow. And then fast forward to we're at our final fundraiser. Like we are two weeks out. And how much money do you have left to raise? We have like three thousand dollars left to raise. And. Um, 
like it's pretty nerve wracking because it's kind of like still a long ways to go. Yeah. And but we haven't run yet. Yeah. So um, like uh, we were able to secure down uh, like like a great venue, and then like I messaged a buddy of mine, and he owned a a catering business of like brown like brown finger foods. Yeah. And he was able to for for him and my relationship with him was like. If I need something done for the community, he'd be like, "What do you need? When do you need to buy?" Done. Like no questions asked. Yeah. And like honestly, like it's great to have that. Of course. Because you don't realize that if you have a venue secured, you already have a beer sponsor, and you have food. All you need is people. Yeah. And um, I didn't realize because like there was a ticket entry to the event, and. Um, like at the end, like Q and Andrew were the MCs, and they were just like, we hit our goal of ten thousand dollars, and we haven't, we haven't, we haven't taken a step to New York yet. And like, just that feeling of like, it felt like a weight off your shoulders, because like you you don't have to think about fundraising money while you're running; you just have to get there. What an accomplishment! Yeah, so that was like pretty surreal, and I also think like. When you surround yourself by with good people, like a good environment, like good things are bound to happen. Yeah. So fast forward, fast forward, like a, a couple of days before the run, um, Q got injured. Uh, he tore his Achilles, and he's one of the co-founders. And this is big. Like, like tearing Achilles is no joke, and like especially running on a torn Achilles is like. Like, all you, you're just going to worsen your condition. And um, he reached out to me and he said, like, hey, do you want to do the first leg? And, like, mind you, like, I was the last person put on the team. Mind you, like, for me, I was just trying to, like, find my place and, like, how can I help? Yeah. And I was like, hey, do you want to do the first leg? I, I want to have anyone else do it just because, like, how well, your views in the community and how much you help in the community. And, like, I do the same thing. And I was just like... Like, you feel honored at that point because, like, you don't realize that, like, you're actually going to be, like, kicking off this thing. And I think it didn't hit me until it actually happened because you're, you see all these hype videos, you see this Instagram account, and, like, you're not part of any of it because, like, all this is done prior. Yeah. And um, just to kick that off was surreal because... You don't realize like how big of an event this is and how many people it impacts yeah. until that very moment. Yeah. For me, and then just being a part of it, and, like just a send off where you have all your friends and family, you have 200 people, and you're like running the first 10k, and it was just like I'm like the adventure's begun. And like I remember, um, so I went Park though, and. Um, they put it out something on Instagram. They're like, "Hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna support like the two runners coming in, the two very first runners, because um, it fell on a Tuesday, uh, coming in at uh, like an underpass at a bridge near, nearby a bridge in Etobicoke. And then like for me, like I'm from Scarborough, so as west as I've gone is that is that loop at the Lululemon 10K. Uh, the legs that I had were like one, like eleven. Uh, like 21, like 31, like 41, like 51, like 61, like 71, like 81. Yeah. And um, the very first, like, um, just running, 
and like you have a crowd of people that you're running through, and then you have a group of people that's also able to do the first 10k, and like just getting to that endpoint with them, and then just seeing like where you started. For me, like this year, I mean, in 2019, was seeing all those people, all the support, and like you're just like touching their hands. You're like, wow. Like I'm not even in New York yet, but I feel I've already like like I've already won. Yeah. And um, just seeing that and like getting like the farthest places I've run would be like that that loop that you go back in the Lula Mitenke. They haven't gone further. So for me, I was just like, I'm like, I'm, like I gotta know where I'm going. And then um, just getting to the very end, and I was like, I was running fast. Like at one point, I think we we, cl- we clocked in like three fifties, and I'm like, holy cow, like pretty fast. Yeah. And then that's like, insane. Yeah, it's pretty insane. And then like the adventure begun, because then after I tapped out, um, and then the next person ran. So how how the race is built is that um, it's ten five. It's usually ten k blocks. But if there's a degree of difficulty that's harder, it'll usually range from five to eight k. So usually, like a like everyone's allocated to run ninety k over the span of three days, and then like you you and but I, you don't realize that you're living in an RV. You aren't showering. Yeah. Like you're like you're relying on wipes, and um, like you're eating like ramen noodles yeah. for like three days. And uh, the funny thing was is that um, we got like a we got like a package from Canby, okay. and uh, Canby is the Canby is my friend's catering business, and uh, two people they got sick from the food, and then it's funny because like all all of everyone else were like, what are you talking about? Like we're perfectly fine. Like I probably ate like twenty of these samosas, and those two people were just like. Oh, I felt horrible. Yeah. Like, oh, so then they took it upon themselves to throw all the, all the all that food, and I'm like, no, no I wanted so that. Good. I needed that. I needed that to keep going. And then um, I think the great part was like, just like supporting everybody throughout like those first couple hours, yeah. because you go from like Etobicoke to Hamilton to Oakville to um, and just like I mean to so go from uh, Etobicoke to uh, Oakville to Hamilton, you just keep on going city to city, and you're like, and you keep looking at like Snapchat location, you're like, am I really in the city? Yeah. And then um, I think it's just like when you're outside hyping everybody and just realizing like this, like they're actually running, they're actually running to like the, their first leg. And like I think you can see like the motion on their face because it's kind of like nervous but exciting because like all these months that they've been part of. Leading up to it, it's all been for that moment. It's all been for that moment, and so, you got to feel what that was like. I know it was Jeez. pretty pretty surreal. So, and I, I remember like for me like my whole Instagram story that the, that whole three days I'm like how do you feel? I'm like and then it's just like why you like, people are just like why do you keep asking me this? I'm like, like you, this is your very first like like this is going to be the start of something huge. Huge. So like as we're running and then um, I think it was around like. 10 p.m. Um, uh, like one of the people running, they ran into the back of the RV. So like they're bleeding, yeah. and I'm like, holy, like this is like, like the first kind of like step back. But then you, you look back, it's like all part of the adventure. Yeah. And then, but that person sees like a a, a coyote or a fox, 
So they asked for support, and I'm just like, and then we had, we had like a support bike, and I was just like, okay, let me get on the support bike. Mm. So I was literally like biking, biking beside the highway, somewhere in Hamilton with a, with a flashlight mm. to make sure like to look out for anything. Any animals? Any, any animals? Yeah. And I'm like, holy! And then uh, I was just like, okay, like this this was like, cause like at the end of the day, like you're riding out for each one of those people running, and like and like you like I was asking like, what, what are your tunes? Like, what music you listen to? And then, like, I was just, like, they're just, like, oh, like, country or, like, hip-hop. And I was, like, wow. And then, but I think the great part about it is that, like, every time we finished, there was, like, like a handful of people waiting for you. To and, congratulate like, you. To congratulate you, too. And I think that, like, one thing, like, Quentin said in an article is that, like, there wasn't one finish. There was 90 different yeah. finish lines. Because... Every time you finished your leg, you felt that feeling of like, wow, like you have all these people cheering you on every single time. Whether it was 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 7 p.m., like 1 a.m., like there are always people waiting for you. Because you were in it together. Exactly. So then my next leg came at, so how it was structured was that there was, a t- there was 12 runners on one RV from Toronto, another 12 runners from New York. So I was going to work as those two teams, there would be an individual from each. Running to, running to New York, and on the way back, like we take their RV and they stay. Yeah. So we'll have two RVs coming back. So, the person you ran with, like for me, like I knew nothing about. So like, the, v- the first person I ran with was his name is Nacho, and I think he's run probably like, like forty marathons. That's an understatement. And I remember like the people I was running with, they're like. I'm like, hey, Nacho, have you run a marathon before? And like, like, they almost stopped. They're like, do you not know who this guy is? And I'm like, no. They're like, they're like, Nacho probably ran like a marathon last week. And like, I think like he ran a marathon the week prior in Berlin. I think. How old is this guy? Like 40. Okay. But you don't realize these things. Like for yeah. me, like I've never run a marathon. Right. Ever. A full marathon has not been done. Yeah. Like Jake, you are more advanced runner than I. <laughs> like I have not run a full marathon ever. I've run a bunch of halves. I've yeah. never just saw it. You've run to New York. I've run to New York. <laughs> but so then, um, so you're running each legs and like for me, like my second leg came at 2 a.m. So I ran at let's say seven. Next leg came at 2 a.m. and like you're running, and like. I was running with this guy named Harold. And Harold, this guy is one of the coolest cats I've ever met. He's from New Orleans. Like, he has a whole southern accent. And, like, just the things he represents in the community out in New Orleans. And, like, you realize that, like, what you do or the things that you do, the things you like, you're just a microcosm of, like, the things that happen in your city. There's people all over the world, let alone doing the same things. So just talking to him and just, like, this is 2 a.m. in the morning. Right, and you're running, and then we we saw some skunks. So we're like, we're kind of running from skunks, and then like you realize that like, once you finish with that with that, that that 10k, and then you're just like, that moment, or that second leg will never be the same, because you shared it with that person, mm-hmm. and like you build that connection with them. Absolutely. Because the people the, the people from New York, like I didn't meet them until then, then, like this start line, yeah. and it was just like. At first, you meet them, you're like, you're like, ah, it's nice to meet you, but like, you don't really know, like, who they are. You don't know, like, what they do. You don't know, like, they're because they're not as close as the people that you you've been to fundraisers with. You're constantly texting. You're constantly messaging, like, hey, like, how's this going? How's this project going? Like, they're they're from New York. They're kind of like, 
like my idea of New York is like the city, but they're they're the people who occupy this and do the stuff in the community and are part of all these run groups. So then, so my first leg went by, my second leg went by, and then my third third leg, my knee started like buckling. And like, I don't think I like, and like I probably slept for like an hour and a half um, the night before. And then, uh, but before that, like crossing the border was surreal because we had three guys, like three visual, like we had two visual minorities and like another guy run across the border. Mm. Like, how many people could be like, I've Every run night. across the border? And like just seeing that happen, I was just like, wow. This is a milestone in itself. Of, of course. Because then you realize that you're you're leaving one country to run to another. Yeah. Because, like, when people are, like, trying to New York, like, in my head, I'm, like, just city to city. Or, like, I think of it the same as running, like, from Toronto to Quebec or Toronto to Mississauga. But you cross that border, you're, like, holy, like, we're entering, like, new territory. Yeah. Because if you're in Canada, you feel safe. Yeah. Anywhere you go, you're, like, it's familiar territory. And you know your way back. Exactly. Like, if you were to get lost anywhere in Ontario, find yourself the closest go station. Grab a bus. Grab a bus. And end up at Union, you're, like, golden. Yeah. Right? The moment you enter (laughs) the United States, it's none of that. So, like, crossing the border was pretty surreal because you're, you're in new territory. You don't know anything. So, when you're constantly running and cheering people on, and you're, like... And, like, you realize that, like, this is becoming realer and realer, like, more hours. So, like, when you're on the when you're on the road, cheer people on, and it's 9 a.m. the next day, you're like, where am I? And I think, like, if I were to look back at location, like, it said that we were we were in, like, not Ithaca. I think it said Linwood, Linwood Road, somewhere in Buffalo. And, like, these are, like, the booties of Buffalo. Yeah. And... And, like, you're constantly supporting people and, like, you're running along these streets where you have cars passing you by and you're, like... And, like, the shoulder sometimes, there was no shoulder. So what'd you run on? You run on the street. Mm. And it's pretty dangerous. Yeah, of course. Like, I wouldn't recommend it because that... Because, um, like, you expect a shoulder to come, but, like, the shoulder would be, like... Like, you only feel, like, one... Half a foot... Half of your foot on the shoulder. You're, like, what kind of shoulder is this? How do people bike around this and like there were times where like people were like like they're running like they see cars and they'll, they have to hop off onto the grass yeah. and then I think that like when those first 24 hours you're like you're building these relationships with people like you're hopping on their RVs you're learning about them and I think that like regardless of the time you're you're able to see and understand like what brought them to this place where were they before New York? What what brought them to run to Toronto, all the way to New York? Yeah. And like just learning their stories was like probably one of the most interesting parts because you go know somebody via text, but knowing somebody and experiencing something like a three day journey where it's like you can't get away from somebody. No. Like you're stuck with them. And you see the ups and you see the downs and you exactly. see the in betweens, right? So, um, so legs are going by and like we're rolling, like we're we're on pace. So how it works is that like there's like a, a five ten pace is the pace that we have to hit to get get to our destination at a certain time. And our I think our uh, and then everyone was hitting it like it was no big deal. And then we get to our first roadblock. Um, 
It was, uh, I think it was uh, the 30th, 30th night. We're in, we're in Ithaca, New York. So in every email chain that Andrew sent, was, there's train for hills, 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 and watch out for Ithaca. So we're in Ithaca, and then the RV gets stuck into it. One of the RVs gets stuck into a ditch. So, like, you, you're, like, sitting, standing on the RV, and all of a sudden, like, you lose your balance. You're like, whoa, it's in a ditch. But what's worse is that it's beside a body of water. So let's say there's an RV, there's a ditch. To the right of it are houses. To the left, left of it are two lanes and body of water. Right. And if an RV stuck towards the house, to be able to pull it, you'd have to pull from the left side, which is the water. So you can't do that. Yeah. And at this point, we're, we're like, do we continue? Like, what do we do? Right, because we're waiting. We don't know if CAA is gonna come. We we have runners coming in, and like, it's it's pretty surreal because you're just like, how am I gonna get from where we are now all the way to New York City? Finish line. Finish line, and like you think about the time frame. Right, and I remember, um, and the thing is, I was the next leg. Yeah. So then. Um, the anticipation was Anticipation, because I, look, I was looking for my partner, Gianna, and she's from Toronto. She's, and I was just like, we got, like, this is leg 41. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to be able to do this. And I remember they're like, don't worry about us. A couple of us will stay. Like, most of us will stay um, with the one RV. But, like, we got, we'll, we'll, we'll keep the show rolling. So I, but I remember, this is, fi- like, this is 5 a.m. in the morning. It is pouring rain. Like, it is, there's a wind in your face. You're running by a farm, and, like, Gianna, Gianna and I were, like, holy, like, what is going on? And then, like, and, like, for me, like, I, I spent that time to get to know her, right? I got my time spent to, like, things that, like, things she's done throughout her whole life, like, what she's doing now, like, why start Rogue? And, like, just hearing those things, because, like, when, when people create something amazing, People always forget, sometimes often forget about the roots, where it started. Yeah. So just asking about that. And honestly, that was probably one of my favorite legs, because, like, you bumble good music, you're, like, you're with good company, and, like, right now, we don't know if there's, if our RVs are working, if one of our RVs is working. Because fitting 24 people... Inside of it. Inside of an RV that fits eight, inside of one RV that fits eight, there's, one, no one's sleeping. Yeah. Two, like, we already stink. But it's like next level. Next level with that many more people. So, and then we eventually we, like we're running and then we see the RV pass us because I guess it got out of the ditch somehow, and then we're like yes okay show keeps rolling here we go, and then um, I remember like then it was just like clockwork it was just like tap one person on, and then all people asked like where do you like where did you go to the bathroom because we couldn't use the bathroom on the RV. Right, because um, you got, when you use a bathroom on an RV, you have to find a way to dispose of it. Dispose of it, but we couldn't do that, so we couldn't use it bathroom on the RV. So sometimes you run to bathroom, sometimes, but like oftentimes, like when you need to go, like you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like I remember, like, like hey, grab forest toilet paper, good to go. Yeah. And then um, I remember we got to, um, I was in like 51. It was um, two people. Uh, it was I think it was like. 49, it was, I'm like 51, um, uh, two people, Ashley and um, Jeb, they had a 5K. 
and then difficulty goes from one to three. The difficulty was three. I'm like, holy. And I tell you, it was like looking up. Imagine behemoth times 10. All uphill. I, I, I was just like, holy, what's going on? I'm like, I'm like one, me? Hallelujah, it's not me. Yeah. Right? But you're like, wow, this is like pretty insane. Insane. And then like like 50 comes, and for me, I'm like like 51. I'm like, okay, keep going. And then we get to Little Meadows. And Little Meadows is just all rolling hills. Like, like what, what, what goes down must come up. So you're yeah. running. You're just like, this is tough. And then I think just realizing the support is there for you at the end of every leg is what keeps you going. Yeah, absolutely. So then the joke that um, I have with a friend of mine, Dean, was um, he's like, there's going to be one leg that's going to make a break. You or the team? You. Yeah. Right? Because no matter how mentally you compare yourself, there could be one leg that can just either make you or like totally like tear you to shreds mentally. And that was leg 61. So Dean and I got this leg, and it's eight and a half k difficulty levels two. Um, um, it looked like it was rolling hills. So the fr- what you're supposed to do at 500 meters, you make a left, and then you just you're like running like up Blue Mountain. That's what it felt. That that's what it was. But it was like it didn't seem like anything intense. So then first we run a kilometer out and we miss a turn. So we run a kilometer back, and then we realize it's a turn, and then. The hell just keeps starting. And then you're going, you're like, every time you turn, you're like, okay, it's gonna be flat. Like, when is it gonna be flat? But it's just constant uphill. And you're like, you feel it right in your thoughts. Yeah. You're like, I've never felt this, this much pain. pain in my life. Yeah. And then, and a telephone line, like a phone line, like fell, collapsed. Oh my God. Like, like in front of us. And then like, even when you see like a support car go away from us, they're just leaving and like they're going to the clouds. You're like, where, where, where are we? Yeah. And I think that like both of those literally, I'm like, Dean, this is all your fault. I'm like, she spoke this into existence, but like I think that like I wouldn't want anyone else there. Yeah. Right, because like Dean and I like we built that like friendship and like even through he runs a practical too, like just running together and often like constantly pushing each other like all, the month leading up to it and actually being there. So then we're running, we got there, and we're just like, okay, we're almost there. And then you enter, you, you enter New Jersey, you're like, you, like you've never been closer than ever before. Mm. And then, like, I remember, like, a couple of weeks go by, like, like 81, and I'm like, this feels, like, surreal. Like, I'm almost there. And then I remember I, I had to pick up another leg because, um, Couple people got injured, and I remember, well, I'm like, we're in Jersey. Then, Jersey, RV, tri- oh, one of the RVs tries to go uphill, and there's like a, there's like a, what was it called? Like a bike rack? Yeah. The bike rack, like the, the bike rack itself, gets stuck into the pavement. So there's a hole in the pavement. Right? And at this time, I was, that was my RV, but I wasn't on it. And I'm like, oh, holy cow. I'm like, just, I'm like, but in my head, I'm just like, it's all part of the adventure. Yeah, absolutely. So, we, and then I'm like, I'm like, how are we gonna do this? Like, we're so close. Like, I, we're like an you hour. You can taste it. You can taste it. And I think just, and then like for me, I always go back to like, 
in my mind, running is just like what we're doing is like empowering for the children that Skylark are gonna help, but let alone like the community, the communities that we're all a part of. Yeah. And then like going back to where you came from, bringing yeah. back the success, bringing back these stories. Exactly. And then we like we're like we're like sitting in a Denny's and I'm like and it's freezing cold and I'm just like. Please, like, I remember I prayed. I'm like, please, we need to get out of this. Yeah. And then somehow we eventually, because there's, there's a hole in the pavement. Like, it's, a, it's not a pothole. Like, this is a huge hole. And then we eventually get out of it. And then, like, we're rolling. Like, we're yeah. like, we're, we're going to be able to get to, to, the to the finish line. Home stretch. Home stretch. And then I think just, like, you're running up a hill or running down a hill. Like, you're like. Like, like for us, it was like the Williamsburg Bridge, and then, and then it's like twelve thirty, bridge is closed. Bridge is closed, and I'm like, we missed it by thirty minutes. So I'm like, what do we do? Because you can't run across the bridge, right? And I'm like, we need to get across this bridge. So then, um, we're, we're luckily we we. We luckily we called called lifts, called Ubers, just got over the bridge, ran the rest, and I think just a feeling of release. Cause when you're working towards something, you reach towards a goal, you you're like, this is this is the moment that you quantify that you've made it. And then when everyone's there and you're cheering, we're like whole like we're in New York City. This is happening. This is happening. And just to like, I think for me when I look about it is that like, like Q and Andrew always talk about like it was never about running, in the first place. That came second, and like just getting there, just realize like look like. Like one, like I was look, I was think back about that phone call because it was just like I never thought, B one, could run, to, um, New York City. Let alone like I've run. A f- I've run a full marathon or a half marathon in years. And just being able to, like, get to New York City and just feeling that, like, you, like, you shake. You're just like, I did this. And, like, that was probably one of, probably the best experience I've ever experienced in my life. It sounds like it was a defining moment. Because when you got the phone call, you could have said no. You could have said, no, I'm not ready. No, this isn't what I should do. Come on, find someone else. Why me? But instead, even before he asked the question... What did you say? I said yes. I'm like, I'm in. And I, I think that just shows that regardless of your situation, regardless of where you find yourself training-wise or mentality-wise, that you can dig deep and pull it out of you. Yeah. That sense of determination, that, that sense of commitment. I think that, like, everyone is capable of anything. It's just the right mindset. Yeah. And how do you, how do you think you find that mindset? I think that you just look into the things that motivate you or the things that, like, for me, like, things that motivate me are are trying to make a change in, like, my immediate communities that I work with. Yeah. And, like, just seeing that, like, for me, like, having those role models, like, being a role model of those kids is just, like, look, like, the, how I see it is that there's always going to be an eye on you, whatever you do. Always going to be a microscope on you. So it's like you want to ask, you want to show the best version of you so that when some of these kids or some of these, like, individuals see you, they're like, wow, like, I want to be somewhat like them. And, like, for me, like, I don't think of it like, oh, like, I don't want someone to be like me, but I just want someone to realize that, like, 
they have the ability to create change. And does it? You don't need a humongous foundation, a humongous company. Like you can make change as little as volunteering somewhere, and that volunteering can go so much further than anyone can think. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please don't be shy. Leave a rating and a review, and let me know what you think. Love always, Jake.